2: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Jimmy Corderas. His name is Justin LaVar, and it's the Wrestling Inc. WWE Raw After Show, and have we got a good one for you. We've got a Bad Bunny match announcement. We've got a new championship unveiled, and we even have some promos and matches that happen we're going to talk about as well. Uh, before we get into all that, though, Jimmy Corderas,
3: I'm looking at you. How are you, pal? Uh, I'm doing much better now before uh, that third period started. Uh, yeah, Yes, yeah, so I was kind of double dipping tonight then, watching my Toronto Maple Leafs in Tampa Bay, coming back from a 4-1 deficit to defeat the Lightning 5-4 in overtime and take a 3-1 lead in the series. And as one of the few people who was alive the last time the Leafs won the Stanley Cup, this is very a good start. Uh, they need one more win, but still Maple Leafs and Stanley cup. Is that
2: arena football? I don't know what you're talking about here. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs>
3: you, you, you
2: West coasters. <laughs> Very cool. You have, though, to
0: forget, you have to forgive him. He's from Seattle. They just got a hockey team a year ago. <laughs> They're just getting on
2: board of this. whole. You know, they just learned how to make ice. They're correct. Fair enough. <laughs> <Sure> enough. <Yes. laughs> yeah. I was a Tacoma Sabrecats fan when we had a team there. Um, uh, yeah. So, in any case, I am uh, <laughs> good to see you, Jimmy and Justin. How have you been? I've been good. Uh, baseball season is here.
0: Weather is somewhat warmish, depending on what day of the week it is here in Pittsburgh. But, but uh, baseball season is here, and my Baltimore Orioles seven in a row. They are in the uh, right on the top of the standings. There in the top uh, three or four in the in the in, the, in Major League Baseball uh coming out hot they got they got all their top prospects all starting to bloom at the same time we got momentum we got old bay we got cold beer we got the inner harbor and crabs coming it is good right now to be a baltimore Orioles fan
2: man you guys got all this good stuff going on right now and here i am a seattle sports fan just waiting for the draft next week (laughs) go already counting my uh counting my chickens before they hatch hoping we get some good players uh a lot of people talking about the uh, not in the smoke box this week well for me i'm getting my camera stuff set up the lighting is it needs a little bit of work but it's it's a it's a process right you know things things will get better with with the lighting and, and whatnot here thank you to everyone who's joining us by the way chatting and everything um uh in the chat here we will talk about all of this good stuff but make sure to like comment share subscribe while you're here we've got some news we want to talk about and you know sometimes we have news and i'm like i guess this is news but we got some pretty interesting news this time around we're gonna start with mercedes monet reportedly only has one show left in her deal uh and that's for a new japan and not for stardom no dates left for stardom Fightful Select has learned from people in Monet's camp that the former IWGP women's champion has no more dates with stardom and only one more date with New Japan Pro Wrestling scheduled to be resurgence in Long Beach on May 21st. Uh, While future dates with New Japan in Japan weren't dismissed, it was noted that none were planned as of now, which would effectively make Monet a free agent following her resurgence appearance. Uh, Justin, that is about as... uh, that's a, that's big news. Mercedes Monet being a free agent in a month is a very big news.
0: Uh, it is. Um, you know, she made like her little splash and returned to the wrestling world. And, and she certainly by all accounts, it seems like, uh, and the measurements made a difference, uh, with her time there, but, uh, yeah, so now it's a free agent. So, um, again, just because, uh, Mercedes Monet is going to cost a lot of Monet, uh, you know, if she, if she wants to return uh, stateside, uh, you know, uh, in terms of uh, stateside based promotion, I'd have to, you know, again, WWE and AEW really the only two, I think that are a realistic financial option. Um, and look, WWE has, um, cooled their jets on bringing back talent and signing talent. Um, you know, in the last few months, and, and you know, getting ready to have the draft, and you know who knows how NXT plays in. So, do they feel that they need to spend that kind of money and investment to have her as part of their product? And oh, never mind, maybe whatever character or backstage or political, you know, situation that might be between her and whoever's in charge. So, you know, I really think this is something that, um, you know, AEW does not shy away. There is no hiring freeze in AEW. Everybody's all elite every single week. So, I think that's what I'm watching is as AEW is really trying to. You know, build around this women's division with uh, with a few of the homegrown's and then the uh, the the, the ex WWE stars coming over. Uh, I think that there, I, I could see there being an argument that she would fit in there in some capacity. Again, especially if there's talk of them uh, having another show that's supposed to be equal caliber of Dynamite. We'll see. Uh, so Mercedes Monet uh, being all elite is kind of where my uh, my eyes are going to be focused on for the next few weeks.
2: Yeah, Jimmy, I think that obviously the WWE is a great place to land for any wrestler uh on the planet, but I do think the more interesting story is if she was to wind up in AEW just because that's the that'd be different, that would be new. What are your thoughts on uh, Mercedes potentially going to AEW, coming back to a, uh WWE or I don't know, maybe just hanging out in Hollywood.
3: Yeah, that's the thing too. She's got that going for her, you know, with the uh you know, the Mandalorian stuff and other projects that she probably has uh, uh, in her uh, little date book, let's put it that way. But uh, that that makes it more interesting because, you know, we see that WWE loves to promote, you know, that their superstars go to Hollywood and, you know, show up in whether it's a motion picture, a TV show, whatever the case may be. And it seems that uh, Monet is heading in that direction, that she wants to split her time between pro wrestling and also doing stuff in Hollywood. She seems to enjoy that. Uh, That being said, uh, maybe AEW is the option for her because, like you said, there's nothing future planned for her in New Japan, but that door is always open and there's always kind of like that forbidden door thing that that Mm -hmm. goes on with AEW and other promotions. So there's that option as well. And as Justin said, which I have in my notes as well, they are planning apparently that second show for Saturday nights and it's going to be a split roster. Maybe the outcasts become a two faction team. One takes over uh, on Wednesday nights and the other one takes over on Saturdays. Who knows?
2: It was mentioned in the chat here and let me uh, pull it up. I should have saved it. Oh yeah. Here we go. Leo Bowden said Mercedes could be the one to beat Jade. I'll tell you with very little build up mercedes versus jade feels like a massive match for AEW to have if they could make it happen that'll that's of course a lot of ifs along the way but we'll have to we'll have to watch there'll be a month before we find out any of this anyways it's also possible she just renews her contract with new japan and it's it's all for nothing but um, we will see uh, we got a super chat, and I want to say first off uh, for our super chat, Antonio Garcia, I see your chat. I will get to that once we talk about the Triple H stuff. So sit tight, but we will talk about that one for you. And uh, best in the Smokers World. I haven't seen you around in a while. Best in the Smokers World. Where you been? Uh, says, hey, guys, I was at Raw and it was a legit sellout. Hot crowd. And Jimmy, I'm a Blackhawks fan. But cheering for the Leafs, I know the feeling of waiting forever. I know what a cup winner feels like. Uh, so, Jimmy, some luck being sent to you from Chicago. And it sounds like it was a great crowd tonight uh, live. No pumped in mus- uh, sound, it
3: didn't feel like that. No, that, it's a great building. Anybody who's ever been there, it's a, that, you know, uh, people talk about the newer buildings and stuff like that. But sometimes there's something about uh, that old building in Chicago that's special. I remember yeah, I, WrestleMania. They mentioned WrestleMania there, WrestleMania 22, if I'm not mistaken. Is that yep, yeah. that's what he said. No, yeah, but I, I was there for the. Anyways, it was awesome.
0: It, yeah. yeah, and that that building's always one of the ones that the talent will tell you is one of their favorite to uh, to mm-hmm. perform. And I, I I've been there before as well. It's it's you know the way the sound balances off that place, and yeah, uh, just not. for just just for a pop reference, besides Mania 22 uh, for but for wrestling pop, that was the building where Jericho made his WWE debut. Oh, and if you remember right. if you remember that when he interrupts the rock and the Y2K countdown has been going on, uh, and if you go back and watch that, i go find it on YouTube or whatever. It is legit one of the loudest concentrated pops you will ever hear, and it was in that building.
3: That's right. That's right. It, 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 that building has been memorable, a lot of memorable moments, and the, the Rosemont Horizon, man. What a great
2: way to debut someone. A little side note, just a countdown. Mm-hmm. Like, and no one knows what it is, just a countdown. And they're like, well, what is this? So cool. What a smart way to do do something. Um, but yeah, a lot of talent loves to go to that arena, and that's proof because we have another big story. Uh CM Punk reportedly visited tonight's <laughs> WW Raw and was asked to leave. Uh PW Insider Elite is reporting that former AEW and WW champion CM Punk was backstage in the Allstate Arena in the Chicago border town of Rosemont, Illinois for tonight's show. Punk was reportedly visiting unnamed people backstage, but the report does state that Punk met with WWE chief content officer, uh, triple H, which marks the first time the two have reportedly met since Punk walked out of WWE in 2014. Punk reportedly met with several people and was eventually asked to leave the arena, which PWI insider says was Vince McMahon's decision that Punk adhered to without protest. A video purportedly showing Punk outside the arena was later posted on Twitter. Uh, Jimmy, what do you make of CM Punk
3: showing up to Raw tonight? Uh, man, he knows how to do business. Let's put it that way. Uh, you know, he, maybe he was legitimately going to visit friends, but at the same time, he knew that if this got out there, especially if he made himself seen and you, you can't keep a secret nowadays, not like this anyways. He knew that it was going to stir the pot and get people talking and create a buzz. And it absolutely has. And, and no, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful manner. That's what punk cares about creating a buzz for himself. He wants to get people talking about him and what better way to do it than to show up at the um, WWE show tonight at raw and Chicago in his hometown. Like, you know, and especially when he's, still technically under contract to AEW. So them asking him to leave isn't, you know, isn't as bad as it seems. It's more like a business move, kind of like, hey, you know what? You're still contracted to the other guys. This is not, you know, or either that or don't use us for your uh, uh, negotiation tactics. Let's put it that way. But the fact that he met with people like Triple H and stuff like that, very, you know, a little bit surprised, but at the same time, he knows how to work a room. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Just, uh,
2: Justin is a... Um, now, I, This Jimmy's totally right. We're all talking about it. This is big news. Twitter blew up the second... Uh, the scent of this hit the air. Uh, but let me ask you this. Is if, if everything we're hearing about what's going on in AEW is true, and that's a big if, I always say I don't know what's going on, but based on what we're hearing, is it the wisest thing to be... Seen at WWE right now for CM Punk. I, I just I get this feeling of like if I was if me and my girlfriend were were fighting a lot, would it be smart for me to go be seen at my ex's house? You, you know what I mean? Like, is this a, a good yes. move or is this a bad move?
0: Yes. It, look, uh he knew what he was doing here. If a security camera footage is going to get leaked, if a security camera image is going to get leaked of Ricky Starks being at WrestleMania, uh, riding with Cody Rhodes, then you damn well know
2: <laughs> CM
0: Punk being in the building when Raw's in town is going to get leaked. And here's the thing. Punk has been gone from WWE since January of 2014. They have ran Chicago at least two times a year, every year since. And to the best of all of our knowledge, he has not shown up there once. He chose this time to show up and oh by the way it's a guy that's gone on the air you know and, and 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 you know referred to triple h as the doofus son-in-law and you know it's not it's not it's not like i'm, I'm i know punk actually does have probably friends still there in the locker but you know, it's, it's not like he's been clamoring to get back into the wb circles but he chose tonight for a reason and i say yes to your to your girlfriend analogy because here's the thing if he either one or two things is the situation. He's either cleared everything up with Tony Khan and, and, and the other people he has in the locker room there. And they're all at this point now, just it's now a work and we're all just waiting for the right time to have him reappear. Presumably if they're going to start this new weekly show in Chicago. And so everything's fine. And so this is him just saying, Hey guys, I'm just going to show up there. It's going to get a buzz. It's going to get my name back in there. People are going to start Googling again. This might bring new viewers, people that have forgotten, whatever, or the, Come to Jesus meeting is yet to come here between all the parties, and they all don't like him any, or they have their feelings about him anyway. This isn't so it doesn't, so it's like this isn't going to change things one way or the other. So, this is again, this is his way to maybe put a little leverage in on his side. This is a way to say, Hey guys, just see how much you got uh, me trending and buzzing. And oh, by the way, I'm an AEW wrestler, so I'm getting you guys trending and buzzing. Any which way, he's going to spin it as he was doing this for the greater good of of him in AEW, whether, 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 you know, the bucks or whatever, they, whether they buy into it, I don't know, but he picked this particular time for a reason. It wasn't like he had something important. All of a sudden he had to tell Mike Mazanan that he couldn't do via a, a, a DM. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. So <laughs>
1: this
0: <laughs> was intentional and he knew what he was doing and
2: I'm not the biggest CM Punk fan. I'll say that right now, but Hey, a worker
0: is going to work and he knows how to work.
2: Yeah, I should. I always want to say too, I am, uh, I have no dog in the fight. You know, I don't work for e- either of these companies and I'm a fan of wrestling. But what I love most about wrestling is is conflict and the fact that this stirs things up a little bit, shakes the hornet's nest a little bit, makes me excited. I like it when the hornet's nest gets shooken. That's all I'm saying. I like it when stuff like that happens. So I, I was, I thought this was fun. It made the day more interesting. Um, and,
3: We'll see what happens next. Well, uh, like you said, Jack, when you shake up the hornet's nest, what do you get? A lot of buzz. Hey, I thought you were going to say you get stuck. Waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's the, the old man jokes. What do you want?
0: But <laughs> 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 Why did the pig go to the kitchen? Oh, no. Hmm? Why? <laughs> Why did the pig go to the kitchen? Because yeah. he was bacon.
2: Okay, we need to put it in. <laughs> Have you guys heard about? I'm stealing those new, that one. Have you guys heard about those new corduroy pillows?
3: They're making headlines. Oh. look what I started! I I, I I I almost feel like I regret starting this. You
2: you deserve this. You deserve it. Yes, I this. do. Yes, I do. Um, so it's. Uh, <laughs> Let's get into talking about a wrestling show, I don't we? instead of these bad jokes. But uh, in the comments section, by the way, if you're watching on YouTube, let us know your, your best bad joke. Uh, leave that there. That'll be a fun a fun oh, little God. bit there. Um, but uh, if you're watching, like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, of course, all that stuff is very important. Uh, we also, I want to let everyone know, we got a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. I always like to share these. Big smooth 39 said best podcast out there. Not up for debate. Don't know if uh, big smooth was talking about one of the shows or all of us, but I'll just assume he meant Monday nights. So I'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. Uh, we also have a, um, uh, a best in the smokers world did respond and say that they've been working uh, pretty long hours. So that's why they haven't been live, but they do catch the show later. So, Best in Smokers World, thank you so much for, for supporting. And if you're in the chat, whether you're Dream Realm Studios and Tommy O, Tut Graff, Jeroy, J. Majestic, Marie, uh, Ricky Zaldivar, Marcus uh, Harazin, uh, Doc P, uh, Antonio Garcia, Mike Martin, uh, Azel. We got a lot of folks in here. Night One, Stephen Camp. Uh, a lot of folks haven't seen in a while. K.O.D. 669 uh, as well. Kirk and a lot of folks here thanks so much for for coming through we we got a really good show uh, the jiff king dylan matthews and tim mickels and huffman elite training um lots of folks here so thanks for joining us like comment share subscribe as always let's get into the show let's talk about <laughs> wwe raw we're at minute 18 and a half might as well so we start with cody rhodes reminiscing about his hell in a cell match in this very arena when finn balor interrupts empathizing with cody's loss to roman reigns and questioning his trust in brock lesnar finn invites cody to join judgment day cody declines announcing he's clear to compete and challenging finn to a match later tonight uh jimmy it wasn't the most headline grabbing intro uh to a show but it was entertaining pulled from the past and it gave us some good content for tonight uh, in what will be a very hold the formation
3: type show, I thought. But in general, I thought this was a good open. Yeah, it was a good open. You know, Cody's – and you saw it, as soon as his music hit, the place went banana, as good old uh, – the late great Pat Patterson used to say. Uh, I, uh, he's so over right now. And, you know, for those who who may have not missed it, he has battled, uh, you know, Finn Balor in the past, if, if I'm not mistaken. yeah. 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 You know, so you know, and this is a good interaction, and I like where they went with it, especially Finn saying, "You know what? You need some help. Why didn't you?" You know, we could have worked together, that sort of thing, and and the interaction was fine. And then, you know, of course, built to a match that you know was going to be good between two talents that are hugely over in different ways. And I like the fact that the crowd reacted appropriately for the heel. Yeah, did boo Finn Balor as opposed to cheer him as the hey. This is
2: a heel, but we like this guy. Yeah, Justin, uh, what about you? Do you agree with this? Uh, What were your thoughts on this Open?
0: Yeah, I liked the Open. You know, we had the super chat earlier. The person who was just there in Chicago, very loud crowd. And like you said, Jack, it seemed, by all accounts, we got the natural organic sound. And, um, you know, Chicago is one of those passionate cities that they always make noise, but sometimes they don't make noise the way the booker wants them to. Uh, but that was not the case tonight. They did not hijack a show. Um, they were loud and, and reacting the way you wanted them to react. And I think that there's a certain amount of credit that has to go to to the office, to the backstage, of that they are telling good stories, they're positioning characters in and in, in, in ways that play to their strengths as healer faces and and they're they are listening to what the crowd wants to do. So you have Finn Balor who once upon a time was, you know, a guy who came from you know, New Japan, uh, you know, an, an Internet darling, if you want to classify him as that, uh, had a run as a face. But now he's in this heel group and he's getting heat. And and and, and the explanations Jimmy talked about, you, know, you you could use some people around you, Cody, you're getting ready to fight the beast. And that made sense. And then there's some there's some subtle synergy there. You know, Cody last in Chicago and he had that that vicious hell in a cell match with the torn. With the injury and and look, Finn just came out of hell in a cell with fourteen staples. So like, there's just it. it just felt right. You know, it just felt like this was a kind of a just this, this felt right. And uh, I thought this was really well done. And again, the crowd reacting the way they want. And and also, I think something I think uh, my good buddy Kevin Ash had said, and I agree. And I was glad that it it, it kind of uh, translated over tonight. Um, okay, you know, don't don't have Cody, don't have Cody ride the whole. Woe is me! I lost at Mania for too long because then that because you do run a risk of it sounding whiny and whatever. Just keep moving forward. His next his next task is the Beast, and he's going to get back up there, and he's going to get there. And like there was no mention of Mania tonight. It is all all hands on deck for the Beast, Brock Lesnar. So I thought uh, I really couldn't find much of a flaw in how this opening sequence went. I thought it was uh, well done.
2: A few things that happened on this episode, and I know I noticed it here a lot, and there was rumors of Vince McMahon pulling strings from back from, from, a I don't know wherever Vincent McMahon was at. I, 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 we talked a little bit of, before we got on. I didn't feel crazy. Like he was involved in this, but there were a few things I did notice seem to creep their way back in. And um, we saw the first of them here with the Cody comes out and then says, let's take a look. And just to, just to take us to a replay, also a, a rematch from fairly recently with Finn Balor and Brock. They repeated this like 15 times throughout the show. Brock is the most decorated combat – I can't remember the exact phrase, even though they said it a million times – the most decorated combat athlete of all time. Uh, Definitely a few of those Vince-isms did sneak their way in. At least it felt like it today. Uh, Maybe not Mm -hmm. the pumped-in crowd noise, but there was some things in there that did feel like they used to do this. Well,
0: but but the label to Brock, it it is true. He is – I mean, it is true. To combine – boxing mma and pro wrestling that's the best way to phrase it they've used it all the time yes they used it back in, in, when vince was you know um you know vocally <laughs> in charge um but it is true and again you you are going into a merger here with ufc so I, there being an edict to tout and remind
2: people that i don't i, I can't say that i blame them right, right. you know
1: mm-hmm. so, it's very fair
2: uh, So we move on and we get the Bloodline versus the LWO. It's a six-man tag match and uh, there's some build to it from SmackDown so this one made sense to have happen now and Mm -hmm. despite the LWO's valiant efforts, the Bloodline emerged victorious, uh, as I guess we all probably predicted. But after that, uh, they're gearing up for the, because of course they're gearing up for their big match on SmackDown and of course at Backlash so it just made sense that they were going to win. And LWO isn't quite at that level yet uh, to be beating the bloodline. But Justin, uh, I said earlier, it feels a little bit like this is a um, hold formation until the draft kind of episode, but this, this (laughs) match did that. But also, like I said, it was, it was built to, so it didn't feel as flagrant, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, you need to get the LWO, um, the other members you know i mean i, I guess you know ray is technically part of the LWO. you need to get other the other three um some good stage and show time and i think we, you know we know that there was the travel issues um i don't know if it was last week or two they all run together now or two weeks ago for all but mm-hmm. i know things got plans got diverted there um so you need to get them out there and they don't need to beat the usos and solo but but just to have them out there in a competitive match they had some high spots crowd was behind them um you yeah, know that, that, that's important because i mean i i do i don't think they would resurrect this lwo idea and and the new music they pay tribute to eddie if you if you paid attention to the music and you know of course they're bringing back the shirts, which i saw some people wearing the shirts so that's a merchandise thing i don't think they would bring it back just to split it up in the draft so the lw is probably a thing that's going to stick around uh so i thought this was good get them out there give them a, give them a close call with with the bloodline uh but get the people familiar with them uh because again other than ray and then i mean to a lesser extent other than uh, escobar um you know the other two aren't as well known and i'm you know and walking and wild who got a who got the huge feature to start the match he's a guy who trained right here for our, our iwc wrestling academy um been in business for many many years uh in the wrestling business so he's a great guy happy to see him finally getting his, his his just due but generally the national audience doesn't know him as as well because he's been under different names so i thought tonight was a great show and again to elevate this lwo group but not compromise the booking. You can't have the Usos and Solo lose right now. Uh, so I had no problem with this. I thought this was, this was uh, well done for, for what they needed to do again, considering LWO having not been featured as much
3: in the re 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 in recent weeks.
2: Uh, Jimmy, what are your thoughts on the
3: LWO? No, I think they're a good group. It's, it, they're just not resonating with a large majority of the population. Yes, they are good athletes. They're great in the ring. And th- tonight they showed it. Uh, they, they, kind of got over, as we say, without going over, but at the same time, <clears throat> they're not at that level yet. They need time. They need to build them, and it's hard doing, you know, constant six-man tag matches, so to speak, and that's the hard way. You know, maybe do them a little bit individually and let them get some individual wins, and then, you know, and, and pairing them with Rey Mysterio does help elevate them, but they need they need to... Do something to get that audience really invested in them because you know they are some talent and part of the problem is the promo stuff mm-hmm. and that's part of the package you know what i mean let them go out there and cut some great promos if they can you know uh, if they if they need help with it then help them that sort of thing and uh i, I do have one little critique though on the finish yeah. Me, if I can, you know, uh, uh, this isn't a booking thing. It's it's the way the the finish was laid out. I I don't mind the distraction of the referee, and the big Samoan spike behind his back when he was coming off the ropes. That's a huge huge move. But then he sells it. They pick him up and they shoot him in the ropes for the one D. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't need to go that far if you're trying to get that spike over, or at least you know. Struggle, pick him up, and just give him the one D. Don't shoot him off into the ropes. I know people are saying, ah, but that's a little still. T- to me, that kind of bothered me a little bit. It, it, it's like here's this big Samoan spike when he's coming off the top rope. That should have laid him out. And then just you go to the finish. Cover there. Done.
2: Yeah, I agree. I thought the Samoan spike off the off the top looked awesome and probably mm-hmm. should have been been the end, but I could, of course, I could see them backstage saying, "Oh yeah, we'll do this and this," but then in the moment, be like, "Oh wait, no, this was way quick. we should," because it it almost yeah. it wasn't the same, but it had that you know Shelton Benjamin uh, HBK you know kind of like, "Oh wow, did you see where mm-hmm. that, came, that came out of nowhere" kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Nothing will top the Shelton Benjamin HBK one. I'm not saying it's the same, but you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Visually, yeah. it was kind of a a cool thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I love uh, I love Legado del Fantasma. I think that when they were in NXT, they were the like one of the coolest fat, like stylistically groups they had. And so I, I've got a lot of time for all these guys. I just hope they do really well, but mm-hmm. sometimes you got to, you got to eat some L's on your way to getting to the top. And I think that's mm-hmm. kind of the spot they're in right now. Um, we move on. Speaking of the Usos, they had a few backstage segments. and I'm just going to roll them all into one big chunk now and just chat about them since we're chatting about them. Uh, But in the halls, Jay runs into Sammy, uh, and Sammy says, it's weird that Jay is dedicating the tag match to Roman, and if Jay loses, Roman will be upset. Jay says, don't worry about it because Jay made his choice and Sammy made his. Later, Jimmy is talking about super kick parties, Hmm. uh, and (laughs) notices Jay is upset. Jay tells about Sammy. Jimmy finds Sammy even later than that and tells him to mind his own business because when Sammy loses, K.O. will turn his back on him. And then when Sammy runs into K.O. and Riddle, K.O. says they need to stop worrying about the Usos, and they have to keep their titles. Justin, I loved these segments because it was just one of these stories that went throughout the show. Uh, And also, it added so much weight to Friday Night's Match. Like, it's so big now, right?
0: It it really is. The match is big. The draft is bigger. Um, Because of it, uh, I'm not saying the draft is bigger than the match. I'm saying that the, the match is bigger now the draft is bigger. Yeah, and this look, this just sums up uh, what some people will describe pro wrestling and sports entertainment in the modern era, which is a male soap opera. This is a soap opera just filled with drama of who's cheating, who who's who's being true. We don't even care anymore. That's a country song lyric, by the way. <laughs> and that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's what this is there's so many dynamics but there's so much history there's rich history here so yeah this is fun um maybe the funnest of it all because if you ask me or any of us to try to fantasy book where to go next you have five different avenues to go mm-hmm. and that's that's a, that that is a that is a booker's dream when you have that many options to to explore
2: and it's and that it's just for a smackdown match it's not even for mm-hmm. some big super card show it's just smackdown and you're right the the story is always what gets people to come back we'll talk about our our moves and things mm-hmm. but it's the story and jimmy i want to this is where i want to talk to you about mm-hmm. what may what makes this really good i think is the facial expressions of the guys as they're doing this they're not just being the tough guy that Doesn't sell it in any way. Like you can see when they're saying, like, "Well, Kevin Owens is going to turn on you." He remembers every time you kicked him in the face, and you can see Sami Zayn's face, like, "Oh my God, you're right. I could be in trouble here." And and Jay and everyone else, like, they're
3: it feels like they believe it. No, and and you're right. The facial expressions, they're working here. It's part of the package. It's part of selling the story, and they're not overselling that. You know, they're not doing this, like, "Hey, huh." You know what I mean? They're not making it obvious. It's a subtle facial expression where he's, you know, where they're saying, you know, hey, don't worry when, you know, look out for Kevin because Kevin, he's using you as well. And you can see Sammy going like he's thinking he's going, hmm, he's kind of, you know, they're planting those seeds. And like Justin said, there's five different avenues you could take and either one is a viable option. And mm-hmm. that's, what's, that's what's great about this, where everybody, especially in today's day and age, is, oh, they're going here. Oh, this guy's going to turn, or this guy's going to do this, and this guy's you, – you, you really don't know where this is going. You say, well, it can go here. It can go there. It may go this way, but you can't sit there and go, this is what's going to happen, and I love that. Yeah,
2: and it gives everyone a chance to sort of say what they want to happen, and that's how, as wrestling fans, I think we get our real – When you're a fan, it's because you want something to happen and you want someone to win, not because like this is what's best or this is how they should do it. But you're like, I'm so caught up in this story. I really just want Jey Uso to be happy or something. And now I want whatever to happen so he can, you know, and then that now I'm rooting for the story instead of what the, you know, other nonsense is that us wrestling fans, sometimes we just get so worked up and. As we're watching, I did love just to add on the very end, Matt Riddle saying, I know what you're going through. It <laughs> was like, oh, yeah, he did kind of have a, a situation with Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a fun throwback in there, mm-hmm. though. There was this part of me. I know nothing about where Randy Orton is. But I, as he was saying, I was like, I wanted to be like, no, don't say Randy Orton, because then it, we want it to be a surprise when he comes back. Let us all forget about Randy Orton for a little bit. But I don't know. He might be gone for a long time. But um, that's where my head was at there uh so uh we get trish stratus and she's talking to kathy kelly and trish says that becky lynch isn't around because she can't handle pressure so trish did her a favor and put her on the shelf so she can sit at home and now becky owes her a thank you jimmy trish is so good at being a jerk i had no (laughs) idea i was gonna hate the lovable trish stratus
3: uh, yeah again you talk about making it believable she's making it believable she's really good at what she does and I'm I, I, you know I think she's a little bit underrated as as one of the best female talents that the Wwe has put out there it, you know obviously Hall of famer and such but uh, again she she looks like she belongs she looks like she wants to be there she's having a great time doing it and uh I'm loving this I'm loving this and curious, again, to see where it goes, because there's obviously a few directions. You talk about Lita, you talk about Becky, you know, there's options there.
2: Yeah, Justin, talk to me about Trish Stratus. I think she's knocking it out of the park.
0: I agree. And you know, I, I questioned, do we want to boo Trish Stratus? But, um, mm-hmm. you know, she, she, she's giving you all the reasons to do it. You know, what's crazy about Trish is that um, it's the first time she's been healed in, you know, like 20 years. Uh, and that promo last week was just, she just killed it. And it's just wild to think, you know, and, and if we had this podcast 20 years ago, you know, who knows what we, what we would have been saying, but it's wild to think that Trish goes down in history as being one of the best uh, women that the company's ever had, right? Mm-hmm. And we always make such a big deal in this era now uh, about, there's a big conversation about, you know, how do you acquire talent? you know, oh, they need to pay their, their dues working the indie scene. And oh no, we can't have this person that's coming from the the football world or the fitness world or whatever. And, and you know Triple H famously talks about with the performance center. They don't care where the talent comes from. They just like talent and then they will then teach them the way. And it's crazy because Trish Trish was you know Trish came from the fitness world. She she didn't work <laughs> she wasn't working indie shows. She you know she she came from the fitness world. She she had the entertainment kind of thing naturally to her, but she learned the the art, the X's and O's, if you will, of pro wrestling uh, in WWE, a kind of trial by error. Because, again, they didn't have they didn't put her through the developmental kind of process that, that you would put somebody through now. So I just think it's kind of crazy now that 20, 20 years later, uh, that's such a big thing about they acquire so much talent and where is the talent coming from and, and what have you. And, and Trish is one of the best examples of what Triple H says, which is we just want talent. We, we just want to identify raw talent from a – from, a, from both from an athletic standpoint, but also from a charismatic standpoint, from a from a sex appeal standpoint, whatever, you, whatever. But and they identified it with her, and it worked out for them and her pretty well. And so that's what that's what's really been kind of resonating the last couple of weeks as we look at her career and she's kind of doing this um, this uh, you know this 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 hall of fame goodwill tour. That uh she, she's such a such a special talent, but not a talent that came from the ideal origins.
2: Yeah, she. It's funny because with the NXT and everything like that, you're right. People are hung up on it, but there's a lot of wrestlers over time that are some of the biggest names of all time. Their their first goal wasn't to be in wrestling. I mean, a lot of them. Even I think The Rock wanted to be a football player originally, oh, and yeah. same with Roman Reigns. And there's a lot of people who. I think Sting wanted to be an actor first. Like, there's a lot of people who wanted to do other things first before getting into wrestling. But now we get very, yeah, stick our nose in the air. Like, oh, you were, you played football until you were 18. Too late, pal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, Rock and Roman are special cases because they were they were in a family of wrestlers. So it's kind of like right. they had, whether they admit it or not, they kind of had this like, whether they realize it or not, you <clears> can watch. You know, they kind of had this. You know safety and end of a fallback to try this but you are right there are there are a lot of guys and girls anymore that you look at that just you know they had other they had other things i mean solo Sakoa solo is like 30 years old which is not old but it's not young and the rest of the world mm-hmm. solo mm-hmm. pursued football and, and athletics for a little bit and then finally said okay <laughs> i'm in i'm in this this wrestling royalty of a family and and, and then he put, he's, he's put all of his eggs in the basket and it looks like it's working out for him. It it, it, it the, the pathway is is very interesting and funny and, and it's amazing how we get held up on the guys and girls who just are a 100% pro wrestling 365
3: right.
0: and what that does right. or doesn't value.
2: Um well speaking of people who are wrestling 24 365 um Dream Realm Studios, the super chat saying, I think a movie based on Jimmy Corderas should happen starring Elias Kodas. uh, I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. uh, A.K.A. Casey Jones from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I did not see this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but no, Jimmy, we need a story of your life. Well, I don't know if there's a movie, but uh, there is a book. So we should make a movie based on the book, not on your. But the book's always better, Jimmy.
3: That's what they say. That's what they
0: say. I've, I've I've read Jimmy's book twice, and I think Jimmy's book would make a fantastic series of drunk history episodes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if you if, if you've
0: never watched Drunk History on Comedy Central, if they did an adaptation of having uh, an entire season dedicated to pro wrestling, I think Jimmy's uh, book could lead the way. Uh, just just on uh, on the reenactments of how we got to be in certain situations and mm-hmm. scenarios, whether it be Jimmy with Andre or. Oh. Or whatever, I think there would be
3: some great the, the, uh, the spoon game. Let's just put spoon that game. Oh
0: my you, God, know, you, you know, you and even things that don't necessarily <laughs> involve alcohol, but just the retelling of Jimmy getting to be a taker edge mania referee. I, yeah. I just think there's a lot of getting
3: chopped by Big Show in the lobby of a hotel at five thirty in the morning. Kali
0: breaking down on the
2: road. Yes,
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: you pulling over for that one? Yeah. This. There's a lot of good stuff in there. Jimmy, is it, people who are listening to this, where can they pick up the book if they want to hear some of these stories?
3: Well, it, it's online. It's easy to find. You know, it's a, it's an ECW press book, so uh, you know, ECW. ECW, yeah. <laughs> um mm-hmm.
2: uh by the way, it was uh Dream Realm clarified the 90s uh ninja turtle movie. So I know that Casey mm-hmm. Jones, but He's got to be too old. Now you want a, a strapping young man to play Jimmy Corderas. There it is. Uh, there it is.
3: That's uh, from WrestleMania 24. Yeah.
2: That's so, not in Chicago. Famously, not sh- <laughs> number 22. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, so everyone watching should pick up that book. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to talk about the street profits versus Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty straightforward win for the profits. Uh, Good seeing Benjamin and Alexander, but kind of another fill in match before the draft It felt like Uh, Jimmy feet to the fire. Will the
3: draft be the end of the street profits? The the way they kept mentioning, this could be the last time that the street profits wrestle as a tag team I don't, I can't even count how many times they said it during the match and the match wasn't that long. So Mm -hmm. it certainly sounds like it's heading in that direction. And that's, You know, obviously a lot of people say, well, Montez Ford is the guy. Oh, he looks fantastic. He'd break out. But you know what? Angelo Dawkins in the last little while has been showing that, yeah, you know what? You talk about holding feet to the fire. If you hold his feet to the fire, he can go as a singles as well. So he's both guys, I think, can can succeed as singles. But right now, a lot of attention is on Montez Ford. Yeah, he's it may be his time. Uh,
2: Justin, any takeaways from this one other than. Street Profits get the win. Yeah, no, this could be the last of them.
0: Uh, but I don't think there's a Genetti in the situation. I do think both men could, um, uh, could search forward both as baby faces just on separate brands and single stars. And, um, yeah, th- this was, you know, we talked earlier about Vince. This apparently was, this is, this was a change. This match was not on the, uh, original plan. The, the original plan, I guess, in the spot was a women's tag team that was scrapped for. So, you know make what you want out of that is this Vince again hard selling the draft or whatever but um yeah i do think this was a and also never mind the fact that both street profit guys are as individuals I could could thrive in the tag division what else is there for them to do they they've worked with everybody um mm-hmm. so i just don't think there's much creative originality to do with them and you, I think you just run the you run the risk, Sargent. You run the risk of the act just getting sorry. stale. So I, I think it is time. Again, they can split be singles, guys. It doesn't have to be throw one through the barber glass window. It can be kind of like how New Day. They just go their separate ways amicably. They're still going to support each other. They'll still find each other in the Rumble next year, and they'll work for a little bit together. You know, You can still be... You know, uh, aligned, but they're just going to be on separate brands, and now they're going to be fighting for singles titles.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, sorry, I didn't mean to butt in there, but that, that's what I was thinking. That it, it doesn't have to be a turn by one of them on the other. Mm-hmm. It, you know, they could both excel as baby faces, and they both have that in them. Yeah, the bigger, the big, the biggest question is which one.
0: And I'm not being, I'm not joking here. Which one takes the street profits, music? Which one takes?
2: I'm
1: which looking. one? Which
0: one gets to hold on to the gimmick? Because you, you have to. They, one of them is going to have to, um, you know, rein—not not reinvent, but they're going to have to evolve a little bit to have their own yes. identity. So one can have a different music, and do they, you know, do they both keep wearing the the, the local athletic jersey to the you know tonight they're both wearing mm-hmm. Bulls gear essentially? Like, so you will have to figure out which one has a character that you can evolve, but you don't need to. You know, one does not have to stab the other one in the back
2: i uh I absolutely believe that too, but baby ice' the really good point i gotta highlight here no LeBar, we want the window
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: wait look i i i'm a i'm a the
0: window is a fond memory of my young childhood but i, <laughs> I you, you need you need the right situation I don't think that one's this
1: BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.
2: I like Antonio Garcia says, uh, now we need Henry Cavill to play Jimmy or Chris oh. Evans. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, I think both those guys might be able to, to pull it off.
3: I don't, th- I don't think Chris Evans wants to do the hair, though. <laughs> Who'd they ever beat?
2: Yeah. They ever- <laughs> <laughs> Thanos. Uh, um, so, we get a Triple H segment, and nothing really happens here, so I'm just going to skip over it. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, no, we get the- Triple H comes out and says, after the draft at Night of Champions, they will crown a new world heavyweight champion, with a new belt, Triple H says this will be defended everywhere, and Roman will only be on one show going forward. Uh, kind of a lot in there. Uh, they show the new belt. Justin, unpack that for us. Yeah, there's a lot here. So I'm just gonna right up
0: the front. As a fan, I'm not the biggest fan of this. As a mm-hmm. fan, because I love the idea of one world title. I love the idea of elevating the US and IC titles, I think especially gunther has really done that as a fan but part of what we do here and maybe you guys disagree part of what we do here is also to be analysts and it's just to try to break this down from the the logic standpoint and put aside our personal and when doing that i understand what happened here again especially when you're coming up with media rights deals and you're, and you're doing tv deals and if you're on different networks uh, executives who don't even know the, the the ins and outs of pro wrestling, they they want to know: Do I have a world champion? What's an intercontinental champion? You know, so I can understand that if you're going to have your shows, and you know that you, you probably need to have a world champion on both. Okay, I get that. So from that standpoint, it makes sense. It also makes sense that you can you can open up a, another world championship without having without having to force feed and rush Roman losing. Because you have this spectacular thing going on with Roman, he's going to hit a thousand days. I think day number a thousand actually is night of champions. So I oh, get is the, it really. I think it is. So, on all those reasons, I get it. Um, I get it. I, that that I get it. Um, you the bat, the 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 challenging uphill thing, and I, and I love Jimmy's feedback to this. The challenging uphill thing is going to be who. Whoever is the world heavyweight champion first and then however many more, it's going to be a challenge for them to not feel second class until Roman drops his because Roman's title reign is just so grand that it's hard to imagine. like, don't give it to Cody Rhodes because this is going to feel like you're giving Cody Rhodes the manufactured, made up certificate ribbon that we just hand to you. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it needs to be somebody else, and I don't know who. We that's a whole other debate, but. It's interesting, and my other question too is, what title history lineage, lineage are we now working with? I assume, because Rome again, the, the we're approaching a thousand a thousand days, Roman's title history is definitely the WWE slash WWF title. I'm talking about the title mm-hmm. that 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 Austin beat Sean for at Mania 14, and that uh, Hogan beat Sheik for and '84. Like that's that. But the the universal title. That was launched in 2016 that Finn won. That's also tied into this supposed reign. So is Roman the last person to hold the universal or whoever beats Roman? Do they, are they the next uni- Like, So I'm a little curious of where we're going. Like, our, our title history is getting a little blurred. And then this new, new world heavyweight championship, which looks like the classic big gold WCW NWA title that, and jimmy's day as a smackdown referee was on that brand are we picking that lineage up or is this a brand new lineage is the person who wins this title on may 27th are they the inaugural champion of that title so and this is some nerd stuff that some people are probably like jesus Labar, shut the f up but this, <laughs> this is the stuff that matters to me i'm a, i'm i'm a, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a light wrestling i'm i I'm, I'm, I'm a light wwe historian these are the things that i'm curious about um but I, but that's, but I understand what was going on here and uh, mm-hmm. it is what it
2: is. Well, to your point about the lineage, it it can't sound kind of nerdy, but it actually is really important because everything about wrestling, it, it's all about stakes and you need to know what it is that the stakes are on. If This is a brand new championship with a brand new lineage being the first one to win. It means something, but also, if you hold the title for 300 days, are you the longest reigning or is you, you know what I mean? Like, where does that factor in? Those are all things that yes, it's kind of made up, but at the same time, you need to know what it is so that those things matter. And if it doesn't matter, then it's literally just a piece of, you know, hardware. That's your care. It's like a, a, Andre, the giant Memorial trophy. If, if we don't care about those things. Right. Um, and so th- those do matter, but, uh, Jimmy, you've been around through a lot of different eras of pro wrestling. Uh, and I just to put my thoughts out there, I agree with Labar as a fan. I hate this. I hate that they're changing this. I I really don't like it, but I also see exactly why it makes sense. I see why they're doing it. Uh, you know, I'm not naive. I get it. Uh, but what are your thoughts from your perspective having been at the company been away from the company what do you think about this development
3: uh, see when, like you said back in the day when I was refereeing there and I was a SmackDown uh, <clears throat> exclusive referee at the mm-hmm. time when during the brand split as you can see there with the with the nice blue and look at the <laughs> the, the title of belt I'm holding up um, uh, yeah. like you guys I, I hate to sound like a like I'm I'm climbing on board but Yes, as a fan, I'm not liking this, but I do understand it. And if they are going to do this draft that's coming up and have the brands separated, essentially, I understand why. But at the same time, like Joe said, I'm, I'm concerned about the secondary, so-called secondary championships, the IC title and the U.S. championship losing value. Because when you had a one world champion who traveled between all brands, and, you know, he, he had to defend against Raw and SmackDown superstars and possibly even NXT superstars. You never know. Why not have him go down there and defend uh, uh, every, you know, on, on rare and special occasions? That makes the title feel that much more important. And you can make the IC Championship the SmackDown title and the U.S. Championship the Raw title. And But just, you know, from a fan's perspective point of view, world heavyweight champions sound so much better. It sounds yes. It sounds like it's a big deal, yeah. but yeah. Oh man, I, I'm I'm a like like a. I hate to be the fence sitter. I'm gonna wait and see what happens, and see who becomes like like. Somebody mentioned it because I was thinking it too. If 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 Cody, you you, you know, you wonder who's gonna win it. If Cody is the guy, it feels like a consolation prize.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and you don't want that to happen either. So, it, it, there's going to be a lot of thought going into who is going to be the inaugural world heavyweight champion, and like you said, the lineage does it continue? Yeah, I, Cody. Cody's the the absolute
0: last person that should be considered for this. Um, I almost think you go with a little bit of you know, and I have another example. I have, I have another suggestion that we'll get to in a future segment here of the show. But I think this is where you maybe maybe you take some chances at. Some thriving mid-car talent, yeah, who, who have been looking to push through that ceiling. That you put this is where I think you go for there. Also, I want to give a shout out because they're actually a company, uh, here, uh, just outside of Pittsburgh, and they've been long-standing Wildcat Championship belts. They've designed a lot of classic pro wrestling title belts. Over history, and they were the ones that designed this brand new World Heavyweight Championship. So I want to give a shout out to Drew oh, and his sweet. group cool. at Wildcat Championship Belts here, just outside of
2: Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, and I wanted to say too, real quick about the the names and things. Uh, to Jimmy's point, I think the world title sounds great. But if they're all supposed to, you know, it's it's what it is. One of those things where if you were like, "Oh yeah, there's the NXT champion and the world champion," you'd say, "Well, the world champion's better." But then if I was like, "Yeah, you got the world champion and the undisputed Universal WWE champion," I would go, "Well, I think I know what the what the right. main <laughs> one is." Hmm. Uh, but that's all just us uh, in the weeds, I guess. So I I had a few people on Twitter. I asked, I, I sent it out on Twitter, and had a few people respond about what they thought of the show and it was all about the championship, uh, at Al Steven, a, I don't know if it's, I think it's Al Stephen man, uh, says, hate the new belt is going to be first one at the Saudi show, but I get it. I love the look of it. The Rios bank said, uh, we're losing the WWE titles lineage, but that's, you don't know that for sure. Um, and so we'll, we'll have to see about that. So a lot of thoughts on that. And of course, Antonio Garcia with a, hmm. um, chat that has been waiting here for a long time. So Antonio, I'm glad you waited. Thank you so much for being patient. Uh, says, so it's cool for triple H to make a special announcement to introduce a new title. Uh, then says, so I wonder if Roman gets a new belt also, uh, or are Mm -hmm. they just retiring the blue one? Mm -hmm. And that's followed up by another super chat. I want to say by Tyrone Dawkins saying, so three belts. Um, and I think (laughs) we're all in agreement of what that probably is. And that is, Roman Reigns has one championship. He just there's two belts with
0: it. Well, yeah, yeah. R- Roman, it's important from this point on until Roman's reign ends. He continues to hold the hardware of two straps mm-hmm. because that's visually dominant, and 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 that's visually it's the WWE and Universal Championship. It's it's this merger that has happened. So visually, he keeps those two belts, and he continues. hold them high simultaneously i do think though whenever he gets beat and now with another world title kids i'm not joking we might be looking at next year's mania until it might be till next year's mania until you're even talking about him being beat again Mm -hmm. but whenever he does that's when i think you have the opportunity to rebrand the belt and, look, I wouldn't be surprised. And the lineage is always going to be the WWE title, again, the one that stretches back to, you know, to 80s, 70s, you know, through the Bruno. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we get a new updated look. It's still going to be big because they want it big. But maybe maybe it is a new rebrand of the Winged Eagle or something like that. But you don't get that until Roman loses. Roman has to carry this these two straps until he loses because that's part of the allure is that he has conquered these two title lineages even though one is far more grander than the other that's 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 the gimmick
2: yeah I, mm-hmm. um yeah i agree uh, I, I was gonna say I, I was thinking it's weird that they're talking about combining the world champions but eh we'll keep the tag team champions uh or separating the making a second world champion but eh, we will leave the tag team champions combined it's all good
0: they might uh, address that soon though who knows and, and i mean with all the with all the controversy going on with uh, with amongst the usos that, that that
2: might get handled soon um we got one championship that is not disputed and that is bianca belair and she has a promo mm-hmm. backstage that is interrupted by damage control EO is about to get a match but bailey makes it a six-person tag adding more tension to the group and leaving the mystery of who bianca's partners will be and we mm-hmm. find out that the champs hang in packs because bianca's partners are raquel and Liv. Uh, team champion gets the win and EO is very upset about the whole thing. Um, Jimmy, I love that the champs won because they should, they're the champs.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But again, it it just, there's something about damage control. that hasn't got me invested still, even though there's, there's little planted seeds about uh, tension or, or Bailey seems a little upset that EO is getting this, this, Opportunity against Bianca Belair, where she feels maybe she should be, but it's it's not enough. There mm-hmm. needs to be more there. They just haven't. They they haven't got me yet. Justin, is EO winning at
2: Backlash? I think she is. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Da, damage control stock
0: is about as valuable as blockbuster stock right now. It's just yeah. I, I just I don't. I, I don't I don't buy it and it sucks because I think that the I think the individuals that co- that make up damage control all have something to offer but it's the presentation of them as a trio is just ugh. I'm I, I, I'm I'm so I watch it because I have to I am so disinterested when damage
2: control is on TV right now they do have a banger theme but uh I just I think they do I like their theme, Mm. but they, but I just, I think that the way that I I think this group is breaking up and I think what I think is going to win. And that's when Bailey is going to lose it. And then we'll get EO versus Bailey. It'd be very evolution. Uh, Maybe, maybe Dakota Kyle will put EO on her shoulders and uh, Bailey will give the old thumbs down. But uh, that's my prediction uh, far in advance there. But for now, it, it,
0: it, in my mind, it might be a case of, especially if you send one or two ladies up, it might be a case of go back down to NXT and let's try to like re let's try to re reestablish something.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got a super chat from Bigfoot Sneakerhead. Uh, I haven't seen you in a while, Bigfoot Sneakerhead. Where have you been? Um, let me know where you've been. if you if you've been gone for a while. You sent through a super chat. I'm gonna ask, where have you been? Um, but Bigfoot Sneakerhead says, uh, "Let Cody beat Roman Reigns later on and change that belt to the Eagles WWE Championship." Mm. Um, I don't. I don't think. Mm. I, wait, the Eagles like the Philadelphia Eagles or no, the, no, no, no. <laughs> the Wing Eagle. The, the Wing Um I don't. The Wing Eagle title ain't coming back. I know everyone loves it, but no, it can come back. It has to be a little bit
0: bigger. But mm. WWE loves the branding, and they do this when they send it to all the sports teams. Yeah. It's the side plates where you can, you mm-hmm. know, so it can come back. It could. And, and look, that's the favorite. That, that's the nostalgia act. That winged eagle was re- you know, when Austin beat Sean in Mania 14 in 98. He held up. That's the title he won. And then the next night hmm. they evolved to the, the new bigger title, which then <laughs> Steve hated because he actually cut himself on it. So that's right. when he actually then moved to the Smoking Skull belt, but you know, so it's been since the spring of ninety eight, since the 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 Winged Eagle. So I, 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 yeah, and Cody would be the perfect person to go back to a retro design like that. Um, but yeah, you don't do it until Roman loses. You have to just keep with what you have with Roman.
2: Yeah, you know, everyone talks about that Winged Eagle belt, but I think what we really should do is go back to the the classics like the Spinner. No, just oh me. My God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I maybe, just maybe I just said rated our spinning belt the way. Yeah, maybe I you and me were in the same uh, <laughs> it sold well from what I heard. It sold well. Uh let's just get the fiend uh stretched face one that was around for like a month and cost six thousand yeah. dollars. Uh mm-hmm. Austin Theory. Uh he claims he deserves the world title and reminds us of his victory over John Cena, but Bobby Lashley interrupts. Praises Theory's skill skills and reveals that it was him who set up the triple threat match at Backlash. We get a big brawl only for Bronson Reed to enter the fray and take down Lashley in a surprising twist Reed also attacks Theory asserting his dominance and we end the segment with Reed standing tall holding the title above his head. Uh, Justin, my fear when they announced this new title happened in this segment. And that was the U.S. champion already shrugging off his current title and being like, "Well, why don't I have that one?" Yeah,
0: yeah, and I I can't deny that. Um, And and I can't deny that. I did, you know, I did. I wrote it down here, though. It's interesting that match that was announced on social media a few days ago, which is random on the sense of that there was no TV. uh, You know, like like yeah, Bobby and Bronson have been having a thing, but there was no. No reason. It was just there's no TV buildup. Also, the smash gets announced on social. This is a triple threat. So it's kind of random. And then in the same week, that we find out that we have a new world championship that we're going to uh, anoint to somebody uh, next month. It did make me think like, all right, well, Austin Theory is somebody who could drop his U.S. title now without being pinned or submitted, which he acknowledged in the promo, which would then kind of make him logically available for the world heavyweight championship and he's a guy look i mean look he just he just beat john cena at wrestlemania so certainly he's credible enough to be considered as a heel to win that title so i do think he's something i do think the booking of this match at backlash is something to watch for how we're going to crown this new champion we don't know triple h should not tell us is it a tournament is it just going to be one singles match at that event we don't know but i mean i think a tournament would kind of be fun because that would really Mm -hmm. you know but this certainly opens up opportunity for Austin theory. If they felt, yeah, we're going to go. We're, and again, to my point earlier, Cody Rose having, it makes it feel like it's second fiddle. But if Austin theory, you know, uh, a homegrown star who's been, you know, heel through and through who's, 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 you know, was McMahon's chosen one, et cetera, et cetera. You know, maybe that, maybe I buy into that. Maybe that makes sense. So I'm definitely watching this match closer than I would have days ago because of the future implications that it could have for the title picture. Mm-hmm.
2: That's a really, really good point that I haven't heard anyone else bring up is the, you're right. Cause theory, it'll feel like he's punching up to the title instead of someone like Cody who's punching down to that title. And that perception makes the whole thing feel totally different. Cause if, yeah, it does feel like if, if theory won it, you'd be like, Oh man, that's a huge thing for him. But if Cody won it, I'd go, Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> Uh, so that's a, that's a really, really good point there. Uh, Jimmy, it felt like this episode, when it comes to this rivalry, though, was all about Bronson Reed. He had the little video package mm-hmm. earlier. He, last man standing here. This is Bronson's title to win right now, right?
3: Not You would think so, because he's the one who's getting all the steam out of this right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's working right now he looks like he's he's dominant especially against a guy like bobby you know what i mean bobby who's been there for a while bronson reed is you talk about up and coming young talent if you don't want to have him you know uh, gravitate towards a new world heavyweight championship and and being in that picture him having him as the united states champion kind of takes him out of that and opens the door for someone like an austin theory or maybe even a it, it just reaching a name L. A. Knight or something like that. And I know people are talking about uh, certain names of, of veterans that have been there for a while, but I, I kind of agree with Justin it makes, it, it makes it feel like a consolation prize for the, 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 the old established retire. Like so I saw somebody mentioned earlier tonight, somewhere online where, Oh, maybe a, a returning Randy Orton could be the inaugural. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, oh, come no. on, man. It's got to be someone that gets elevated by this, not brought down.
2: Yeah. I, I don't want to be the guy that like gets into the weeds about it, but it can't be Randy because Randy's at a point mm-hmm. where his world title wins like historically means something. And it would feel like such a technicality for mm-hmm. him to win it, uh, with a new championship like this. I, I mm-hmm. that would, that would stink a little bit. Um, though i love randy orton i'd be happy with him breaking the record just not that way Mm -hmm. um so we get a uh we we get um a little backstage segment that that was fun it was uh from recorded earlier in the day and it was boogs and elias and uh chad gable all talking about how the draft would work uh Jimmy, I thought this was a great way to explain the rules to people who don't know how they work, how it works. And frankly, sometimes I feel like I need the rules re-explained <laughs> to me uh, without it being just a guy saying, here are the rules of the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, any thoughts on this one? I mean, I know it was a serious segment, but just any thoughts on how they did that? Nah,
3: it, was, it, it, it kind of sort of explained things, but not really, because people are still saying, oh, we do, is it going to be general managers? Is it going to be like the last time where you're going to have war room with the heads of uh, the different networks and stuff like that. It was still not totally clear. Yeah. Unless uh, I missed something. <laughs> so
2: um, one of my favorite things about this, Justin, um, this segment is it said recorded earlier in the day.
3: And oh, yes. as- and
2: Boogs Boo knew out. about the announcement. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
3: I, I, I'm sorry. I have it written down here. Yeah. I was going to mention <laughs> that. It, it could be possibly a rant for tomorrow, but anyways, never mind. Uh
2: it's one of those things that like, yeah, it didn't really ruin it for me, but there was that little tee hee hee. They messed up.
0: <laughs> Maybe word backstage got out. And so, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Just... It, yeah. It, it, it was, this, this is, this is where if there are rewrites or changes to the show, continuity problems do come into play of, mm-hmm. he's not supposed to know what Triple H is going <laughs> to announce later. And yeah. Um, yeah it was i i uh, yeah it was what it was you know explains the rules you know i'm watching this draft because again in theory this is the first draft that triple h is controlling so you like to think that there's again long-term plan continuity to what they want to do and a new world title and so it was what it was i mean again and then also otis and gable are they splitting it kind of seems like they are but maybe if they don't then otis has to like split time between you know, being his yeah. good, his good his good Alpha Academy brother to Chad, but then he's got his 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 lust in his eyes for
2: you know <laughs> you know so there was there was a little bit of fun to take away from this you know? lust in his eyes one of the greatest lines in pro wrestling history by the mm-hmm. way. Um, we also got a match between Chad Gable and uh, Ali, and of course two good wrestlers good (laughs) match uh and much to the surprise of a lot of people i assume ali got the win here
0: yeah yeah (laughs) so if positive ali got a win in his hometown we can at least strike down any concern about vince and the maybe vince's video feed froze
2: (laughs) for this part of the show and the the production meeting
0: because ali got a win
2: I would love that like his zoom freezes and it's just his face, but like where he's at, he's just screaming at the TV. <laughs> he's, no! Scre- no! he's screaming, but it
0: froze. And the tripway just, Triple H just turned to Pritchard and said,
2: yeah, Ali's going over
0: Run yeah, out of the yeah, room.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, I was going to say, uh, I, I did mention there were some Vince's, uh, earlier, but I think <laughs> this was definitely, definitely not <laughs> one of them. Uh, with Ali getting the win, um, and then Vince sees it happening, not realizing he froze, he goes, "God damn it!" Yes, <laughs> <laughs> he could win next week, not this week.
0: <laughs> oh, Ali! Ali's gonna be wearing like a a, 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 a a baker's apron and gonna get humiliated next week just to counteract what happened this week.
2: Bakers. <laughs> It's funny because it's so random and so believable. That's <laughs> what makes a baker's apron, uh, Jimmy. Any thoughts on uh, the match or anything before we move on?
3: No, it was uh, uh, like you said, a little bit surprised that he won in his hometown because that's uh, that's not how Vince books <laughs> things usually. But anyways, uh, yeah, fun little segment. But uh, I, I still, the whole time I'm watching the match, I'm thinking, how did they know about the world heavyweight championship before? If this, was, if this was, they talked about this earlier in the day, and it even said earlier today and at the bottom of the screen, which is unusual for WWE. They don't usually make those kind of production. What,
0: what's looking at it, there was no reason that it needed to be earlier in the day. Like, it could have just right. been what happened live because, like, it, so that's even funnier. Yeah. Yes. I predict mm-hmm. next week, Omas is going to dig a hole and he's going to bury Ali in
3: it.
2: While he's wearing a baker's yeah. apron. Yes. <laughs>
0: yeah.
3: There you go.
2: Um, we, we get a match here. Um, and I should say, uh, Quentin, I see your super chat. I'll talk about that once we get to the, uh, segment for that. So just a a second here, but I just wanted to let you know, I didn't miss you. Um, Cody versus Finn happens. Cody gets the win, uh, which is expected, but still good. Uh, Justin Finn Balor is in a tough spot. Uh, I don't really know how else to phrase it. Uh, I think he's doing everything right but he is sort of like the one guy in the group that doesn't really have anything. And so he's kind of like, I feel like he's still a world title type star, but he's, he's sort of the extra third wheel or fourth wheel in the group.
0: Well, he is now this week, but if you would have asked me this, uh, four weeks ago,
2: it's true. I guess Damien priest was priest would have been the extra.
0: Cause Finn had a mania hell in a cell match to build to. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I mean, Again, I just, I I, just, I give credit to Finn and the booking and everybody. The fact that if you would have asked me a couple years ago, oh Finn Bal is going to be in this heel group called Judgment Day, and he's going to get over the heel, I'm like, no, you're kidding? You no, know, he he's he again, he's the he's the he's the light AJ Styles, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but he's made it work to his credit. So you know, it, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, Cody beating him is good. I'm fine with it, you know, uh, yeah. and, and, and I'm and I'm fine with also. I know we'll get to it in a second here, That now Damien Priest gets to transition to the front and center and be part of a major match because I, I and this is no shot at Finn, but I think but but, you know, Finn also was the inaugural universal champion in 2016 got hurt during that match. Fatal four way in SummerSlam vacated the next day, not saying that he should be punished for that forever, but it's, you know, you, you get shot, you get shot and whatever happens. He had a shot. Damien Priest has not had a shot yet. And I think, again, if we're talking about, you know, candidates for a new world heavyweight champion and he, I think Damien Priest, he delivers all the goods. He's got size. He's got a look. He, he certainly does a bell to bell. He's at the promo. He's bilingual. Hence why they're building the show around in Puerto Rico around him. I I think he deserves a, a little. I think he deserves some consideration. Thank you, yep. consideration. <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah, I I'm a big Damian Priest fan. Uh, before we move on to him, though, J- uh, Jimmy, uh, Cody Rhodes gets a, a good win here. Um, mm-hmm. I I think he's, you know, we talk about world champion that will fight and earn it.
3: He seems to be the guy fighting and earning. Right, he is fighting and earning, but like like you said, for the right chance, he needs to defeat B- Roman Reigns. If he does, if if he wins that uh consolation prize, as we've called it a couple of times tonight, it's just going to do more damage for him. And he's so hugely over right now, so you need to give him more obstacles to yeah. overcome until the time is right. Like like Justin said, uh, w- did you say Night of Champions is when it's going to be a thousand days for? I think yeah.
0: that's the day of a thousand days. Yeah.
3: Uh, you know, we had a few people who that for SummerSlam, then you know what I mean? To let him overcome more obstacles, he's already got the you know, the the match he had tonight, he's got Brock coming up at the pay per view. Yeah. Um, hard times, hard,
2: hard times. Uh, so we get hard to times, hard times, I wanted to say it, but I can't do a good, uh, Dusty Rhodes impression. So I didn't got, want to, you, got, you gotta, you gotta
0: get your list. Hard,
2: yes. hard
0: times, daddy. We're going to go to the pay
3: window. Uh, yeah, it's with an A at the end. Window.
2: You know, an old pal of mine actually plays Dusty Rhodes on young rock. Um, Ooh. so oh. if you check out young rock, uh, that, that fella works, uh, uh, Daniel, he works with me over at the championship wrestling, um, Ooh. Seth Rollins talks about facing Omos at Backlash while also setting his sights on the world title. Rollins Rollins cuts a fiery promo against the politics and part-timers like Roman Reigns saying he's hungry to fight. Omos appears expressing respect for Rollins, but Seth doesn't hold back and acknowledges Omos as a -a once-in-a-generation talent due to being born big while Seth's achievement... Of that status came through sheer determination and rollins then boldly promises to make Omos famous mm-hmm. justin um again we see another guy that's looking at that title already and we have a a um, few super chats i want to get to from quentin pendergrass it says seth rollins inaugural champion mm-hmm. Then goes on to say, "Love you guys. I look forward to Triple J Mondays." And asks, "Will the new champion be heel or face?"
0: Uh, Quentin, uh, all great super chats and thanks for the love. Uh, I, I I think it's almost mandatory that this first inaugural world heavyweight champion of this iteration should be a heel.
1: Mm.
0: Any baby face that because Roman has done nothing but beat baby faces. Mm-hmm any baby face you have win it, whether that be Cody Rhodes or Seth Rollins or Matt Riddle uh or go down the line, it's it, it the perception is gonna come off at, again as second class. But if you if you have that new title come off as a heel, especially, you know, I, I just think that it will it'll just fare better. If we're trying to forecast it, it's going to fare better. So that's where, if you're looking at candidates, Austin theory, who I just said, if he drops the U S title, a backlash, uh, I I really boost the odds to him. Um, look at any of the guys in judgment day, and I'm not excluding Dom. I look at Dom. I look at priest. I look at Finn, any of them. If If it's a tournament, what if this tournament came down to Dom versus Ray in Saudi Arabia? And you go, well, Ray's Ray. Ray just lost a Dom and me. No, they're not going to have him lose a Dom and for this new world title. And Dom beats him because mommy helps. So now Dom and mommy both have work. Like, I think there is so much more money and potential to uh, pick out the right heel and have them win it as the inaugural world heavyweight champ. It'll do far much more for that heel and it'll do far less potential damage as compared to if you try to strap it on and basically manufacture a baby face run for, for one of the faces.
2: Could you imagine how unbearable Dom and Rhea would be as co champions? Oh, I'd love it. I'd love, uh, <laughs> it! I'd love it.
3: I'd love it. The expression nuclear heat would take new meaning. I love uh,
2: it. Yes. Oh, that would be so fantastic. I would-,
3: I,
0: I, I would want them not to get too weird here. I would want them to post on social a photo shoot of the two of them naked with their title belts, just covering the necessities. This <laughs> wow. just run to the hills with it.
2: Yes. Right, yes. Man. It'd be so good. Uh, I, I would love it. Uh, Jimmy, what were your thoughts on this? I. Uh, um i i like this segment um but i think it was phrase you use uh the 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 five pounds of 10 pounds of bags of potatoes uh and i worry 20, 20, 20 and 10 20 yes. and i just know there's a lot of potatoes and not enough bag uh but <laughs> we have a but was there a little bit of that with this where Seth Rollins is trying to promote a, a a match with Omos and trying to talk about the world title
3: and taking shots at Roman Reigns? And hmm. was he a little all over the place here? Uh, you can make that argument. But at the same time, there is uh, the, the one part I, that I enjoyed most about what he had to say was when he finally went face to chest with uh, Omos <laughs> in the ring and he, you know, and MVP said his his piece, he said to him, he's going to give Omos the match of his life and then he's going to make him famous. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I remembered most coming out of that. Yes, you know, referring to the World Heavyweight Championship, the new title and blah, blah, blah. But that's the thing I remembered most. And, and you know, now at first I was like, okay, they, they just randomly mentioned this match happening on, on SmackDown on Friday. Why is this happening then, you know? m v p made that little explanation, but now at least Seth is trying to get us interested into it by saying something like that. Now I'm a little bit intrigued to see how they pull this off, yeah, uh, I think they're good. Seth Rollins
2: always has match of the night contenders, so mm-hmm. I think he is when he's when all said and done, I think we're gonna look back on his career right. very, 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 very fondly um. Uh, I'm a huge Seth Rollins fan, so um, I actually didn't think there was too much potatoes for this bag. I just wanted to play devil's advocate, Jim. Maybe I had to throw it throw it out there We <laughs> get the uh, line out
3: there for this week.
2: Yes. Not a lot of
0: potatoes tonight, uh, you know. <laughs> Wednesday we make mashed potatoes, baked potatoes, twice baked potatoes. You know, we no. do
3: all the potatoes. The day only day. the only taters we're going to talk about in at the end of the main event, but anyways so well let's talk about it
2: we get to Davey and priest and uh we had a backstage promo say he doesn't care about bad bunny and will choke slam him if he wants to uh damian priest versus Rey mysterio happens uh and it was a good one until the abrupt end when priest uses a steel chair and gets dq'd bad bunny comes out looking like every original creator wrestler on the community creations uh in ww2k23 uh, swinging a kendo stick before saying he's no longer hosting Backlash. He's going to Backlash to fight Damian Priest. And Justin, I wanted to come on this this show and say, I'm so frustrated that they had this match and Damian Priest just threw it out to use a chair. If he doesn't care about winning, what's the point? But that all got washed away under the hype of Bad Bunny coming out and saying he's going to wrestle. I, I'm happy. I'm good. I don't even care about that other stuff anymore.
0: Yeah, look, this is a big deal. I, I mean, um, you know, Bunny, obviously, Bad Bunny has proven that he, he he is devoted to, you know, he's he's a special performer, but he's not disappointed. He's not embarrassed uh, WWE. So, I, I have no problem with him being part of a marquee match. Again, in Puerto Rico, Damian Priest is Puerto Rican. It's just, it's just marketing 101 here. Mm-hmm. Priest and Bunny also work together when... Priest was still a babyface, so there's obviously a trust factor here. Um, this just works. I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not their market necessarily that they're uh, aiming to. I, but I don't need to be. I, I'm a huge Damien Priest fan personally. Uh, mm-hmm. Having worked with the guy, uh, so I'm a huge fan of him personally. Uh, and just looking at the bigger picture, this just makes sense. Um, and look, you know, I, I, this is going to, this is going to explode. Bunny's probably going to need the LWO. That's great. Priest has got judgment day. So, uh, this is, this is, I, I'm, I, I it's just, it's just marketing one-on-one. That's all I can get back to. And I, I say that because I've seen, again, crazy, uh, crazy c- critiques or slams on social of, oh, we're giving this we're, we're we're giving this rapper this like it's like if you don't see the big picture here then I, I don't know what to tell you if you don't see the idea of what's happening here and what what's probably going to work and what's going to sell this building out if it's not already sold out already like i don't know what to tell you this is just you got to look bigger picture than your again your x's and o's of who was who worked the indies and paid dues who does this who does like if you can't see the big picture of what you have to work with Yeah, sorry, you're you're just not going to get it.
2: Yeah. Bad Bunny is one of the most exceptional performers. uh, I think in a very, very, very long time. And I'm not just talking about wrestling. I'm talking about, I think they said he was like the number one streamed artist for the past like three years in a row. Yeah. But also he's, he's in movies like bullet train. He just headlined two nights of Coachella in a row. And now he's here. I mean, he's, yeah, everywhere yeah. Jack, means, means,
0: before, yeah. before we go to jimmy and i know this, this is where we need Issa. i'm yeah, and i'm and i'm not ai i i have not downloaded one bad bunny song i'm not i'm not trying to act but i know that he's important and, and WWE has actually brought that i'm pretty sure he is like the most streamed artist ever mm-hmm. yeah ever he's- so yeah that man that 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 you know um the, ever streamed artist
2: ever. That, that's 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 insane. Yeah. And again, he was in a movie with Brad Pitt last year, Coachella, like this weekend. Like, it's not like it's, it's like, it's not like he's got like one popular song out. And, uh, and let me tell you, I play, I, I DJ, I play music for people all the time. His songs crush every time. Trust mm-hmm. me. The guy's a star. Uh, Jimmy, what's your favorite
3: bad bunny song? <laughs> Um, I, 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 I refuse to answer that question on the grounds that it may incriminate me, but anyways, uh, as, as far as you talk, you know, the the whole idea behind this whole business is not only to entertain your current fans is also to bring new eyes to your product and hopefully get them to, you know, join in and, Mm -hmm. Bad Bunny, like you guys said, is one of the biggest stars on the planet right now in the, in the music and entertainment industry. So he's going to bring some eyes to to whatever he does. And if this is going to draw some new eyes to the product and have people go, hey, you know what? This is kind of fun to watch. Is You know, if they go into it with the right mindset, as opposed to, you know, the back in the day. Oh, you know, I don't watch that stuff because it's well, you know. Watch it because it is what Vince McMahon, and I know people hate saying this, it is weekly episodic television. Mm-hmm. Is what, and that's what draws eyes to the product. And Bad Bunny is a guy who has a lot of eyes on him right now, and he could bring some more eyes definitely to the product.
1: Yeah. And, and,
0: it, and it helps even more. It's one thing to try to associate yourself with one of the biggest stars ever. Currently, but it helps that 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 star loves your product and clearly mm-hmm. has done a little bit of training and whatever. And like, doesn't like they, they go out, like he goes out there and he tr-
3: does some spots like what yeah. a perfect scenario. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't look like he doesn't belong. Let's put it that way. Yeah. And, and when he was swinging that Kendall stick tonight, you know. It... Yeah. And, that, and that also but that also goes
0: back, Jimmy, to trust. Mm mm-hmm. You know, and then this is this is relevant to both a uh, a music celebrity, you know, transitioning to Ko and Sammy. When you have two performers who, in real life, are such good friends, or even if they're not good friends, but they trust each other so much, a lot can happen because they tend to go one hundred and ten percent, balls to the wall, because they trust each other. And so, in this situation, if Bad Bunny and Damien Priest trust each other, which I, 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 they, they must, or we wouldn't be in the situation. They, we, they wouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. You can swing that candlestick a little bit harder. You can, you can just not take liberties, but you can just. It's not ballet. It's, you're hitting each other. You can just do things that I'm trusting you. You trust me. We want to make this look as good as possible to do the best business as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it works. It's why I always say every time you're going to see a Kevin Owens Sami Zayn match, it's going to be balls to the wall because they trust each other. They they trust each other so much, they'll do anything to each other because mm-hmm. they want the best possible product.
2: Uh, yeah, and I want to say here we got a Doc P mentioning. Um, I get the crossover, but the other talent that shows up nightly deserves the time. I would wager there's not a soul in that locker room that. Doesn't get why Bad Bunny is in mm-hmm. that spot. um It's not exactly the same thing, but look, if Static Media, the parent company to this to Wrestling Inc., if they said, "Hey, Jack, Bad Bunny wants to host the Raw After Show, you're out," I'd go, "Hey, yeah, I get it. <laughs> I get, like, I'm bummed, but I get it." <laughs> like, it's, he's, he's well, gonna, but but, but the I guarantee I... Our numbers would be better than they've ever been before, too. But but the but
0: the idea would be that okay, if that happened. We bring all these new lives to the podcast, and then maybe it's okay. The said performer that we just substituted in can't commit to the same schedule that you could, Jack. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're going to do a four-person podcast for a couple weeks, where it's going to be a Bad Bunny plus Jack plus Justin plus Jimmy, and then okay, so that way, my Bad Bunny wants to take a few weeks off. It's okay, and the audience has got the like. It's 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 yeah. If you're positively Ali, you're busting your ass. And, yeah, you see Bad Bunny's coming in, He's going to get a semi-main situation. But you also have to understand it's more eyes on the product. And it's the trickle-down should, should hopefully benefit you.
2: Right, because I think Ali's a great example because they've talked about Bad Bunny being on this episode. So I would wager... This episode is going to have better ratings, and that means more people saw Ali win a match against yeah. Chad Gable tonight because they were tuning in to see Bad Bunny. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did get a super chat uh, from Quentin Pendergrass uh, mentioning Gunther, Cross, or Drew if he turned heel, uh, I think mm-hmm. referring to new champion, uh, the new world champion. Um, mm-hmm. uh, all, all potential people um, yeah. could mm-hmm. be the the person but we're at an hour and a half guys so we're gonna i'm gonna go ahead and call it i know it's uh it's probably for you guys it's probably like 5 a.m so (laughs) we'll uh we'll wrap it up but um before we go jimmy any final thoughts and uh where can we'll find you online and everyone in the chat let me know your final thoughts on the show and and your ranking out
3: of a 10 i thought it was a fine show i I mean like uh, don't get me wrong they didn't knock it out of the park but at least there were certain situations like with seth and Omos. at least they got me curious. I'm not saying, oh, I got to watch this match right now, but at least they got me more curious and in, in, in wanting to see what happens, basically, mm-hmm. if that makes any kind of sense. And as far as where you can find, obviously you can find me here on Mondays and Wednesday nights and, uh, you know, um, on all my social media platforms, uh, doing my referendum from Monday to Fridays. Uh, every morning it's out there and it's, again, not to tear down, but to help Elevate and tighten some screws. And also, you can catch me and my good brother in stripes, Brian Hebner, and our host RJ on Wednesdays in the Ref It Up podcast. And we had, we talked Edge last week, and this week we have uh none other than Ken Patera. Oh, that
2: should be a fun one. Should be interesting. uh And then, Justin, any thoughts on the show and final thoughts and and where can the world find you?
0: No, I thought it was, it was an okay show as it we're uh, at George Backlash. And again, there was a lot of hoopla about, oh, old- vince is rewriting this whole show and if he did i don't feel like it was a show that was menaced by but uh, by it I, I don't you know other than like i said earlier uh women's tag was cut here and whatever but i don't think that i feel like the stories consistently are still being told guys and girls we want to push are still happening so uh, i don't think there's a big deal there um so it was what it was, but I thought it was a good raw. Um, as we get co- as we get towards backlash, uh, at Justin the Bar across the socials, um, here every Monday night, every Wednesday night um, after Dynamite with Jimmy and Issa, and then most Fridays with a uh, Sparrow the Bar on busted open radio, and, and it's it's an exciting time, a lot to be excited about with what's mm-hmm. going on with pro wrestling and, and the general landscape and the CM Punk stuff we talked about. Mm-hmm. It's there's there's no no day I wake up. And look at my phone
2: and uh, and I'm not entertained. (laughs) Yeah. So much stuff going on in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, You can find me at real Jack farmer across all social media. If you're in the Los Angeles or Southern California area, Santino bros will be doing a show in Azusa on Thursday. Make sure to come check that out. If you're available and can, we'd love to see it. Otherwise you can watch on YouTube at youtube.com slash at Santino bros. Uh, Thank you to everyone who is in the chat, Dylan, Ricky, we got Tuck Graph, we got Rocky, we've got Ricky, we got Mark, we got Dream, we got Baby, we got Doc, we got, uh, sounds like the Seven Dwarves or something here, the way I'm going through some yeah. of these names, uh, Quentin and everyone else, Adam Staples. Uh, appreciate you guys so much for being here. If you're still listening, like, comment, share, subscribe. Leave, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we could use a few of those, and um, That does it for us. We will see you guys tomorrow for the NXT After Show. And make sure to get your copy of Three Count everywhere books are sold.